You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. We back, we back. A therapeutic podcast, that's what we is. Yeah, we country. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least half of us. Part of us, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I guess I'm deep, deep south. Yeah. Sort of, not really, because Kentucky is not really the deep south. Yeah, it, no, I don't think it's so. It's not really I think the deep south. Is like Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, Georgia. yeah, I get it. Start getting close to the coast. I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's deep. And I would even venture to say it's Arkansas being the deep south, even though it's not even that southern. It's in the south, but like deep south. That's fair. Anyway, welcome to Black Out Therapy. We are Therapy the Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, know that we are a podcast <clears throat> designed for black men to vent about issues that generally we wouldn't talk about within our other friends. Um, you know, this is almost like I said said the other day, this is almost like being at the barbershop and being able to just let loose yep. and talk about things that they are what they are, right? Yeah. So we don't have any um, you know, th- there's no filters here. You know, people gonna say what they feel, feel how they say, and uh, and feel good about saying. It. Yeah, yeah. We don't, this is we don't have to sugarcoat it. We don't have to um, cold switch it. We don't have to do it. Just right. say how you feel. So, uh, this is your first time listening to us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, um, and we all over the place. Yeah. So, and is it, this a new season? Is this gonna be? This gotta be. This, this gotta be okay. season three. Yeah. Go ahead so, and kick this thing off. Welcome to the first episode of season three. We are in the third season. We are in, we're, I guess we just, no, we're about to finish. Our first full year. No, I think today is, is the today day. Is, yeah, yeah I think today it was, is the day. It was, was October, early. October 10th. Yeah, because yeah. we, yeah, we went on the trip. Yep. 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 Wow. So, wow, this is our one year anniversary. That's pretty big. Yeah, it is. On on season three, yeah. wow! I didn't even. I literally just looked at my phone and was like, "Oh wait, today is the day." That's crazy. Well, we we made it this far. Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Made got a large listening listenership. Yep, yep. Right. A lot of parts of the world have been touched. Yeah, made a little money. Made some quality content. Yeah, and that's all we really want to do is make quality content. That's it. But yeah, wow. anyway. That's perspective, man. I'm kind of. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Just now. So that's awesome. Anyway, how are you today? Man, so, I, you know, woke up. It's a it's a rainy day, but I don't mind the rain. Uh, so I'm good. I'm good. No complaints over here. Cool. You? I can't stand the rain. <laughs> it's my window. <laughs> no, everything's good. Um, I guess we're getting this hurricane weather. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. Um, yep. We needed some rain. I hadn't seen any rain in a while. Um, so I'm cool with that. I, I hope that the people <clears throat> in the Gulf are safe. Yes, because they got two back-to-back coming. Yeah, and and it's strong. I know last night there were 100-mile-an-hour 100, 100 winds, so it was it was ugly. Um, hopefully it get, it's gotten better today. Yeah. So, um, and what is it? I think the first one that was coming through was uh, Gamma, and the second one is Delta. So I'm not... I'm not sure where, because you know the way it comes through, yeah, up the coast. Like when it hits that part of Texas that hangs down a little lower, it almost acts like a boomerang and it sends yeah. it back along that whole coastline. So you have no idea where it's gonna hit. 
You got to wait till like a, a day before to get a, a, an indication if you need to get the heck out of there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, is this this hurricane season has been interesting because the Gulf has been hit. This is the third or fourth hurricane. I don't know. That's hit the Gulf just in this season. Right. And there was one that hit like off the coast of like South Carolina, North Carolina went out early. And I think it dissipated. Like it didn't really. Yeah, just a tropical storm. Yeah, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. But Florida hasn't been hit. Which is interesting. Which is interesting, right? Because Florida is usually the one that gets hit and it'll come up and come through this area. Yeah. um, They haven't been hit this year. So, you know, Florida people just sitting over there like, all right, this is cool. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Stay on the ready, though. We on the ready. Definitely. So I I wanted to say this, man. I was thinking. I remember in February being in the office and the talk of coronavirus coming up and, you know, Canada, I'm Canada, China. And, and well, they first heard a little bit about it in December of, of 18. I'm sorry, of December of 19. And I'm like, man, it's October 2020. We have literally been basically locked down, not fully locked down, but since March. Yeah. Early, early, mid-March. So that's like seven months. Yeah. Almost seven months. Being, you know, in another week or so, it'll be legit seven months. And, you know, I'm not mad about it. I, I think there are some things that have happened during this that have worked out for the greater good, I feel like. The environment recovered. We saw that just in yes. a few short months, if yeah. we stop polluting the planet, how quick it can it yes. fix itself. It bounce back. Like yes. what was that in in Europe in those in the the what are they call gullies or like not rivers but like in Europe they have those things you can you been to Europe you know what I'm talking about nah. like okay well when when I went to Europe they got these like they're not rivers but they're the city sits and then they got water. Oh, waterways. like the gondolas when they take Whatever the they are. gondola, you know the boats. You know, yeah, when you see yeah, 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 like, yeah, that's the gondola. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Those cleared up in like a month. Wow. And even th- they saw fish swimming in them that they've wow. never seen like since they've been, you know, doing industrial stuff on those things. So just. Yeah. The resilience of the planet. I yeah. Mean, we just stop doing what we're doing. It's like, all right, I can fix myself. Yeah. That's interesting because even staying here locally, not Nashville, but California, the, the you know, California is notorious for smog. Yeah. And you would see images like the before and after. Yep. It's like, oh, my God. Yep. You don't even realize just how, how much smog it is. And you're breathing that stuff in. All too. day. Oh. You don't think about it. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that that I think we've had a greener. We had a greener summer, mm-hmm. like not necessarily. Um, I mean, usually the summers are green, right? But I'm talking about like not my grass didn't die. Like you, like one year it was it was so hot, like everything was dead. Yeah, right. We've had greener summers or a greener summer this year. We've had more rain. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, that has happened. Yeah. Another thing has happened, you got people who are staying at home all day, mm-hmm. working from home, um, being able to, to be present with their families. Yep. I think that's great. Yep. 
Agreed. Um, another thing, uh, we have the, the and I, I like this. Some people may not, but I think that because the coronavirus shattered the work model, mm-hmm. like going forward, we will never go back to that. Come into the office every Only, day. Yeah. And this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's guaranteed it's going to be more flexible. I agree. Uh, the other thing is, and, and obviously there's there's two sides to this. Oh, yeah. But staying on the good stuff that's happened for some, not all, but I, I would like to think and hope for most people save some money. Yes. So so the cost for daycare, if you're one of the people fortunate enough to be able to work from home or and or, and or not lose your job, the cost of daycare is now out the window. Yep. The cost of gas now out the window. The cost that you normally, the, the expense of eating out normally when people go to the office for whatever reason, they're spending yep. eight, to, eight to 15 bucks a day on lunch, saved. So I was just thinking like, man, how much money? Because I, I, I looked at our savings and significantly it's grown just over these, over a few months. And it's just like, man, this is the formula. Yeah. Like we figured out the formula. And then I think there's some other things too that we found out. Um, in order to beat a pandemic, you create a bubble. Now, that sounds kind of silly because obviously I'm referring to the NBA's bubble. Mm-hmm. But how many cases did they have? Shoot. They had what? In, at the very at beginning. One or two? They had two at the very beginning. And that was people coming in. in, And they the had end. to quarantine themselves. Once they got that situated, there were no new cases. Right. So it let me know if people followed rules, if people decided that the best thing, the greater good for everyone is to wear a mask, keep my six feet of space, stay in if I don't have to come out, don't congregate in large groups in small spaces. If people followed those simple rules, how quickly would this pandemic be gone? Well, it would have been gone pretty quickly because there are other countries who their people followed what what was told, right? And and they're seeing zero 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 cases. Mm-hmm. Um, they're back to living normal life. We it seems like we're one of the only countries, and I'm sure we're not, but it seems like because like. in, in my bubble when I'm looking at, it, yes. I'm like, we still ain't figured it out right now. There are some there are some other issues surrounding that. Yeah, but whatever. Right? It, but you bring up a good point, and it <clears> it always makes me think about. America and the the stance America takes about being the greatest country in the world is what we say frequently. Yep. And it's like almost this, this arrogance that, that we know almost. Yeah, you're right. It's an arrogance that, that this country has and exudes towards others. And then you have a situation like this and they're like, like you think about the continent, Africa. And they're like, no, we've already, we've experienced this. We've had Ebola. We've had other outbreaks and we've learned how to deal with them properly but it takes the people following rules and when you have people here going to government facilities and buildings and state capitol buildings angry because they got to wear a mask and they can't go to and and compare it um to a civil rights issue yeah like i was like really this you're my civil liberties so it it kind of puts into perspective the the theory, not even the theory, but the fact that I always bring up, which is every world leader, every country, every group that has been dominant has always fallen. And you see why? Because yeah. the level of arrogance just continues to go higher and higher and higher. And you got all these people now 
Like, okay, let's just get together. Yeah. They looking at us like, you know, it's like Wakanda in the movie. At the end, you know, they're like, we want to share our information with the rest of the world. And they're like, well, what can a farming, farm, a poor farming country do like for us? Wakanda do for us, yeah. yeah. And all they did was smile because it's like they were so much more advanced in every way capable. And I think that's what's going to happen. Like, it sounds crazy, but every world power has fallen. That doesn't mean that, you know, America's going to be blown off the map or anything like that. But yeah. the position that we hold, it's not going to be that way. Well, we're not even in the top 20 in other, like in, in some some categories, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, like in healthcare, you would think that we had the best healthcare in the Absolutely. country. Absolutely. We don't. Yeah. Or in the, country, in the, in the world. world. Yep, I got you. Don't. Like we're like 30, like we're in the, the 30th area, right? Right. Um mortality like mm-hmm. you know babies and all this like we're on down the list right and maybe it's because of our arrogance i believe it with all my heart yeah I'm, you know I, I i don't know i mean we can speculate all day right yeah but i'm not sure i don't know so so the the beauty of science is that's what it is science is speculation but it's an educated guess yeah. That's what forming a hypothesis is all about. You make an educated guess, then you perform your testing, you collect the data, and then you look at the results. You analyze the information. And when I do all that looking at this country, all I got to do is look at the look at the White House. The level of arrogance coming from the White House. Yeah. Like uh uh Trump is is diagnosed with COVID, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> And he and it is it's the arrogance part. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because I'm going to go back to that. But spends a couple of days out there in, in D.C. In, in the hospital, comes back early. First thing he does, snatch off the mask. Then says it's not as bad as don't don't be afraid of it. Then he said, don't be afraid of it. Don't let it rule your life. Yes. Yes. And it just it said I felt the best. I, I feel better now than I felt before taking medication that they gave me yeah so it's, it's interesting because that level of arrogance is what's going to continue to keep the virus living yeah now at the same time like i said there's always a flip christine and i were talking and she said you know it, it's going to come a point where we have to be able to learn how to live with this virus yep. it don't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon no like we said we're coming up on a year so what does that look like? So that's one of the things that I think about now is like, what does going forward look like where we're not afraid anymore to leave our house? And, you know, I think that that we've started that already. You know, I, you see. You see um, these uh, companies that are now implementing this technology um, to, you know, put people. Uh, was, what am I trying to say? There are these people now who are implementing technology, like taking your temperature, making sure that um, you're okay, like before you come into work, like if you've got a fever, oh, yeah, you need to go home, right? So we're seeing the shift already, which I think is a, is a wonderful thing because not only does it help with the coronavirus, but it also helps with other viruses, ailments, any of that stuff, right? Because, you know, you have people, because if they... I mean, Lord forbid, you know, people have to, sometimes they need money. They have to have it. So they'll be like, I don't care if I'm sick, I'm going to go to work. Truth. And they're endangering Truth. everybody else. Yep. So now you've kind of helped with that. You've 
you've essentially, I'll say you've essentially, to me, this is my opinion, right? It's like you've helped the workforce in terms of health, right? Because you're you're now, even if you're just doing a a temperature screening, you're showing that you care enough about the productivity of the work that you, you know, you're, you're caring a little bit. I don't know. No, I like what you're saying because it, it also makes me, again, I'm on I'm Google flip side here. It makes me think about the unfortunate situation that we find ourselves in in this country again. So we understand that there are people who are considered, <clears throat> excuse me, essential workers. Mm-hmm. I was considered an essential worker at my company because of what we do, but I'm not one of the frontline people. So obviously, majority of organizations are going to have some type of a call center, dispatch center, something like that, where you got these folks. And they're the ones that keep the blood pumping into the companies because they're the ones making the sales, taking the calls, dealing with issues, whatever it is. Those folks don't have the same leeway, so to speak. Yeah. So, yes, it's it shows how much they care, but it also shows how much you got to be here because if you ain't here, we'll let you go. We'll get somebody else. Yep even in a pandemic. So, and that just goes back to my conversation on the country, you know, like there's a level of arrogance, even in these organizations where they start talking about the diversity and inclusion and caring about the employees, but then let an employee get sick for a week. Yeah. What happens to them? I mean, you can be replaced. You can be replaced. You can be replaced. And I mean, I I think that, that, and I've always been told this, they're like, don't kill yourself for that job. Because when you're done, they're going to put somebody else in yes. the spot. Yes, it's, it's funny. I actually had a saying. I said, uh, if I were to die today, that job posting would hit before my obituary. Yep. And it's like, it's crazy when you think about it like that, but it's true. It's like, yeah. you mean just enough to us to keep you here because the cost to bring in a new employee to train and do all this stuff over from the, from the ground up, they don't want to foot that bill. Yeah. But if they got to, they will. So let's take a break. And when we come back, hopefully Enrico will be with us. So we'll be back. y'all to listen to any of the, the slow jams the slow jam come back in <laughs> you know i'm just trying to get people in the mood trying to get people in the mood you know for what bro well check this out well we discovered okay. this is officially the one year anniversary of bgt oh, we've been at this cool. thing for a full year now that's good man that's good i've been in this thing for about uh if you put it all together about two three weeks <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. That sounds about right. So, welcome back, everybody. We got Henrico with us, our main man who, who's always late to the party. Hey, man, better late than never. Hey, well, you Put know. Your parents say about church. You yes. better go late than not at all. Well, you say, y'all not late, y'all just early. So, man, <laughs> there you go. Um, but anyway, before you got here, we were talking about um, some of the unintentional consequences of 
the coronavirus. Okay. Um, how you know it's it's been a blessing for some and a curse for others. Okay. And um, which I guess now we can talk about some of the the, the not so great things about it, right? Yeah. We've been talking about some positives. Yeah. Quick, quick, before we do that, I just got one question for both of y'all. Do you really think forty five has it? That's we kind of touched that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we a little bit, not really the. Yeah, I, I ain't really trying to talk about him right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. We ain't but, a, we're not a political podcast. We're a therapeutic podcast. Yeah. No, which I guess that's therapeutic, getting that out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. To answer your question for me, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. I don't know. Cause I'm gonna say no. Well, and and again, I'm I'm, I'm gonna hit this briefly. Mm-hmm. But there is, and I'll pull it up before the end of the show. There's a clip where he's. He's talking, and I don't. Nobody knows what he's talking about. He's talking about fish in a pond, and I don't know. So that's that's every day, ain't it? Nobody <laughs> know what he's talking about. So it's fairly frequent. Yeah. But back to what we're talking about. So <laughs> unintended. Well, I say unintended consequences. I guess it is, but like uh, domestic violence is up. It is. Yeah, if you stay in the house with them for so long, hey, you know what? Somebody give them get. Yeah, domestic yeah. violence cases are up across the country, around the country, as well as abuse with children. As well as abuse with children, and yeah. and that's homeschool. Yeah, just from from you know with Christina being a teacher, there's something that they actually talk about. Yeah, it's like you know it be be not just present, but be vigilant. Yeah, and, and pay attention to signs with these kids when they're at home. Pay attention to behaviors and things like that. Which sucks. That and those are two two of. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If I had to vote, those would be my top two worst yeah. things that's come out of this, especially with the kids. That's that's just horrible for me. Yeah. Um, my thing is, aren't you around your kids all the time anyway? Not really, because no. they got that eight eight nine that's hours when they're saying, gone. Like, how could you birth someone and then be like, you know what, I'm tired of looking at you? So can I, I mean that happens? Can I make a correlation? Go ahead. Think about this. Being here in, in America mm-hmm. as a person of color, you're tolerated, mm-hmm. but are you wanted? Not at all. But hold on, hold on. I'm, 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 I got an argument against that. Okay. We didn't, we were brought here. Yeah. That child has no say so in what's going on at all. Did the people who were brought here? No. Well, yes and no. I would say. So, yes in the Kanye sense yes no 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 no. And, and when i say yes and no i mean if they they could have fought a little bit harder mm, i don't know about being that brought over here. and about then that. a lot of them was it was it was a lot of lies too being told oh yeah y'all yeah, yeah come on oh, yeah you know i don't know about that one I, i'm not gonna be able to agree with you on that one what's that about us fighting harder to to be to, to not be being here. brought um what you have to understand is that the whole was it trans transatlantic transatlantic slave trade was a messy it was a messy congregation of church is what i call it right mm-hmm. you had the the portuguese who mm-hmm. were telling um the africans hey we just need people for um yes right and and the africans taking it as it's the same system as we use where yeah, we capture a clan, we enslave them, right? And but indoctrinate. We, yeah, but we assim- they assimilate into right. our culture and they become us. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's what was going on. So that was the lie being told. 
sort of right and um i mean you had and 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 here's the thing like africans knew like this is what happens like if my clan gets taken over Mm -hmm. i am going to work in this other group Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of years and then i am going to be one of them right there was no fear of oh they're gonna kill me yes yeah yes it was the lie like you you were you they were they were portraying one thing but really meant something and and well i think i think too with that there's and and i talk about people of color in general i feel like we have there's a level of humanity that we possess that sometimes i feel like um europeans did not possess because it's like their whole existence was based around fighting to survive yeah Yeah. it was all about survival the entire time and and with us like todd said yeah i believe they knew okay you're going to be in service to somebody else, mm-hmm. but they had no idea what it was going to look like. A hundred, two hundred, three hundred. What happened? What happened as soon as they figured it out? Do y'all know what happened? They they literally fought the Portuguese. Yeah. they fought whoever came across that Iberian yeah. Peninsula. They, they, they fought stopped. them because they, they knew yeah. they were they were what killing was going Africans. Yeah. Once once they got the word back from however they got the word back. Well, some yeah. some Africans made it back. Yeah, I mean, some came back. Um, yeah. and and um, they what, what's the guy's name? Aquiano. Um, ah, what is his first name? His last name's Aquiano. He he was a, a a black guy. He was the and I may say this wrong, but he was the son of a king. Mm-hmm. Um, and got forced into the slave trade. Yeah, and. I mean, he was smart. He knew like four languages. Yep. Like he knew all these things. So they yeah. didn't. They kept him on the ship because yep. um, the the guy, the captain of the ship, was like, "Dude, he's he's very valuable to yeah. me." Mm-hmm. Yep. So he was able to view the slave trade from the other side, right? Because right? he he saw what was happening to his people. He made it to the Americas. He saw what was going on in America, and he went back and he was able to talk yep. about it. He wrote and, a book about it. And and uh, Angola was occupied by the Portuguese. So it was basically little Portugal. Yeah. Right there in the, in the western the heart of western Africa. So during this time when they started fighting back, the Portuguese paid to get all of their folks up out of there back on a boat back to Portugal. Yep. So they Cuz it got ugly. Yeah, and people found out. People yeah. found out what was going on. So and, and all I was going to make the the correlation to is like you have parents that have issues on their own. So like when I think about somebody who's willing to be a slave owner and treat people, because let's be real. A lot of people had slaves, a lot of different cultures had slaves. Yeah. What makes you, yeah. Yeah. And what, what makes you different is how you go about your business of handling another human being. So if you handle a certain human being the way that we've seen it handled over and over and over, that means there's a level of humanity that you don't have. So people that are alive right now, this level of humanity, they don't have. So when it comes to a child, they're still broken, just like that other person is broken. They don't know how to deal with this kid. So what yeah. do they do? They deal in a way either what they saw, what they experienced. Something happened. <laughs> Something happened. And now this is the cause and effect. Yeah. So, cycle never and breaks it never breaks. it goes to the, to the child. Yep. So he, the child is now damaged if they're fortunate enough to make it out. They're going to be damaged to where they either do it to somebody else. They're going to have issues with themselves. Uh it's going to be some type of a lasting impact, negative impact. And and that is why, you know, COVID and the impact for me is so sad when I think about women and children, because men don't don't suffer 
the same physical consistent abuse. However, one thing I did learn, there are more violent female offenders than male. Mm -hmm. And it's generally because they got to go to 10 in order to get their point across. You know what I mean? So. You can't have a civil conversation that gets more violent. She can't beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. She can't slap him and that'd be the end of it because he on the floor. Can't punch him in the stomach. You know what I mean? So she's going to get the. Yep. Oh, that's for the the so-called air quote race war that's supposed war. to happen. Yeah. And we did we watch that that video of the guy? We did watch the video yes. of the guy where he yeah. was talking about the race war yeah. and how he was ready and all that yep. nonsense. And all the rednecks, they've been ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So well, my I, question for that, and I know we're on COVID and all that, but my question is that if you're ready, what you waiting on? The president to mobilize. To mobilize. <laughs> you already told him to stand by. But, Well, and, and I think like this, not all, not all, not all white people are racist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are more are good people like than there are bad. And I mm-hmm. think that's the problem. I think that, that, and, and the media kind of blows it up, right? To make it look like Correct. there's more of them than it is of us. I, I guarantee you there are more people who are going to fight for the right side than the wrong side. Absolutely. Right? Correct. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it always has been that way. I mean, even in the Civil War, there a lot, were more and I that, believe a lot of them fight based on their bottom line. There's going to be a lot of motivation. I mean, everybody has a bottom line for yeah. something. I mean, yeah. let, let's be real. Yeah. Well, talking monetary. Yeah, and I'm saying that there's, I believe there's a lot of motivations for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the quicker a war can end, what mm-hmm. generally happens to a economy after. You get what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, it gets stimulated, so... All right, let's hurry up and get this thing done. Let's yeah. let's stop this insurgence. Um, but but let me go back to here real quick because another thing that I I was I was confused about this. You think about the economy. Mm-hmm. Think about the negative impacts on small businesses mm-hmm. during COVID. So I I've really honestly and truly in my heart felt for small business owners. Oh my God, we ain't been recording. Hammer, we have not gotten any word that you've said. Uh-huh. Y'all, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back. I got to fix this. Let's come on back. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. That was, that was definitely my bad. We've had a bunch of technical difficulties on the one-year anniversary. So... Nobody has heard what Henry's been saying for the past 15 minutes. Obviously, I guess they got in context. We've been talking about, um, you know. And no one's going to hear what I've been saying because I'm done talking for the rest <laughs> of the show. Right. Um, but I guess, obviously, you if you were listening, you know that we were kind of talking in the context as, you know, the slave trade in Africa and what it has to deal with now and how in COVID and and and. I guess people's bottom lines. And I think that's what people really are missing. Like we're talking about bottom lines and money. And, and, and Henry also asked, do you think that the president's okay? Right. I mean, well, I wasn't asking as like I was concerned for him. Right. I, but he just, you know, yeah. just really to know. don't. Yeah. Let's clear that part up right there. <laughs> I mean, out of all the stuff you could say, just don't say he wanted to know if the president was okay. Yeah. And I don't even call him the president. It's 45. Mr. Oh, well, Mr. 45. Oh, well, he's, he's, they got he's a lot of president. They got a lot of, uh, 
I know this is off subject, but I went to one of those stores, gun stores, and they got a lot of Coke 45s in there with him on it. Really? Yeah. Um. So I saw on the news, it was like, not the news, but it was a um some like ad advertisement for mm. a gun, and you could get the, the 45 etched on the side or get a picture of him etched on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they already got him made up. Which is crazy to me. Like, they weren't doing that with Obama. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of... Mm-hmm. It's kind of cultish. I wonder why. It's kind of cultish to me. Yeah, we saw one. Yeah, out there in Clarksville. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, I don't seen them everywhere. I don't right. seen Tommy guns with MAGA on the side of them. Yeah, and and we all know that MAGA is 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 a call. Right? Yeah, it is. We know yeah. that that's a call it to. Is. Yeah. Hey, this is us versus them. Yeah, yeah that's a call. Which is sad, but yeah, yeah. I thought we were past that, but literally, this president has. Or the presidency, rem- not the president. Wanted he, to remind you. He has literally, or the administration has brought us back at least 40 or 50 years. Yeah, rebirthed it. So yeah, Emboldened, brought yeah. the fools out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's. But they never seem to approach when you're out. Well, not by themselves. Let's say that. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll say that. No, so, when, they, when it's one on one, they never approach. Nah. It's a, it's a gang of no, they'll. No, I've been in some places where I'm pretty sure there was a gang of them, and I was the only, only person of color in the room, and and still. So speaking of that, well, I, I consider wanna, that a blessing. Yeah, I think I think I think it's a blessing, and, and, and I think it's a blessing for me, and the the fact that the man above will know what I would do. I want to bring something up that's kind of, I mean, it's adjacent to this. Have y'all seen? Did y'all watch? Do you watch the news at all? Local little bit, news here. A little bit. Hey, time out. Real quick. What happened yesterday? You look like a reporter right there when you grab the microphone and you start doing that. <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, just wanna got you. What happened sure. yesterday? So there was a report on local news mm-hmm. in Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. Y'all know where Shelbyville is, right? Mm-hmm. Down. Right behind Murfreesboro. I'm trying to think if I story or not. That's why. Okay. So there were a couple families in Shelbyville Mm -hmm. who had Biden-Harris posters in their front lawn. Mm -hmm. And they left their home. They returned to their home Mm -hmm. to find uh, cards left by the Ku Klux Klan. Mm. said, like, you've been visited by the the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, you know, if you don't want us to return, blah, 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 whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So this is happening, and it's not an isolated incident. It's it's happened, I think the article said there's been at least two or three different families that this has happened to. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I don't know if the Klan is really like, you know, riding through, I don't think they're riding through there in sheets and whatever, right. mm-hmm. but they're still coming by and dropping these cars off. So somebody in plain clothes mm-hmm. who identifies um, is, is doing this, right? Mm-hmm. right? So... Um, I don't know. I don't know if y'all saw that or not, but I thought I'd no, bring I didn't. that up. So is it, so I, I'm familiar with Shelbyville, but I, I can't say that I've been there to to know what the demographics are. Is it predominantly white? Well, most places in Tennessee are predominantly white. However, mm. there is a very large black population in, in Shelbyville. Another thing that a lot of people don't know about Shelbyville, but Shelbyville is actually, it may not be now, but it was in the past. It was a place, um, that was designated as a like a relocation center for like refugees. So there are a lot of like um, people from South America 
mm-hmm. in Shelbyville. Okay. Um, so very large South American population. Um, so as as they would say here, they look like they're Mexican, right? Yeah. But very large population of of South American people. Okay. Um, very large population of Black people. Okay. Um, so. So so the families is, that this happened to were they white families? I don't or, know. It didn't say okay. The, the article didn't say okay. Or if it did say, I didn't see it. Okay. So, but that happened. That's interesting. And I read an article about it yesterday, and I thought it was insane. So this is what we're dealing with and we're talking about what we're talking about right yeah. now that the, this administration has emboldened these people to just say, you know what, fucking, I'm going to be straight up racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, but that- see to me, man, what, what, what pisses me off the most is because I know they're here, but why are you hiding? I mean, if that's how you truly feel, show your true colors. Well, and be I- who you are. And I think at the end of the day, these people are cowards. They, well, go ahead. They, well, that too, but they understand. Like, if I show my, because what happens when we, when, when you are openly racist? We got Twitter, we got Facebook, and they put you on you blast. Be, you can become president. <laughs> yeah, you lose your job. <laughs> yeah. Well, he hasn't lost it yet. Yeah, he's different. But you lose, <laughs> like these regular people are losing their jobs. Yeah. Like we see all these caring videos and all that stuff where these people are. But my thing stuff. is, you work with people. It's 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 a it's a mixed demographic in there when you're working with people, right? Yeah. And most most companies is a mixed demographic. Now at a certain levels in that company, it might not be, but entry levels, it's mixed. And the people more than likely that we're talking about that's putting these cards out, they're not at the higher level. You'd be surprised. They'll be at the entry level. I don't know. You'd be surprised, my friend. No, no, I'm saying I know they're at the at the higher levels there, but I can guarantee 95% of them is a small percentage at the higher level and 95% of them at the at the entry level point. I don't know if I can I don't know if I'll be able to agree with that cuz go ahead. I was going to say only reason why I I I don't know because you think about a lot of the people that make the world move. Yeah. And I would imagine that the folks at the top that make the world move that benefited from slavery all those years, well, know, they got the long money. And yeah, that's what I'm saying, but you think about the verticals mm-hmm. and, you know, all the different verticals as far as business, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would be willing to bet, cause I don't know, I don't know these yeah, numbers for sure, but, that's but if I'm, I had, that's why I'm not going to agree with anything. Yeah. If, that. if I had to guess, I would say it's, it, it may be a few more on the entry level, mm-hmm. but I would be willing to bet it's just as many at the top. Because when you think about organizations, they stay the way that they stay for a reason. Yeah. So the people that can make those choices. But either way, the crazy part is, and we talked about this a long time ago. Todd, you brought this up. The easiest way to start conflict is to pit poor white folks mm-hmm. against black folks, poor black folks, whatever. Anybody who's immigrated to this yep. country. But that's how, that's you, how yeah, yeah. the jerk won the presidency. That's what I'm saying. So Build like, the wall. If I can, if I can make poor white folks think that somebody is taking something from them mm-hmm. that they didn't have in the first place, yeah. and these other folks have less and have been treated worse, mm-hmm. if I can spin that, that's when you get those white folks that come on and make the video like the one we talked about, where hey, we're ready, we're mm-hmm. ready, you know. And if 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 Trump wins, we know we're gonna have to do this because Black Lives Matter and Antifa idiots and you know, saying all this, we know they're going to start something, so we're ready. But if Trump loses, we coming. That's what this guy said. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you what I heard. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, yeah. I was right there, but it got quiet when I got by him. Yeah. So I mean, what did what did Lyndon B. Johnson say about this? I don't know. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what he said. What did he say? If you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you're picking his pocket. Oof. Hell, give him somebody to look down on, and he'll empty his pockets for you. What has his presidency done? Got all the bread. People buying all the Lyndon merch. B. Johnson must have been his role model with this one on this presidency. <laughs> Man. Because you just you said pretty much everything that's going on. That is a yeah. direct quote from Lyndon B. Johnson. That's crazy. That's exactly what I was saying. Now who was Lyndon B. Johnson? He was a president. A, he was a president, but who was he who was his biggest like foe of his presidency? Was when, it yeah, give me my the girl? Years. No no, 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 I'm tripping. Martin Luther King. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that sounds like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X era. Martin Luther King was trying to push the civil rights stuff. Because mm-hmm. Lyndon B. Johnson came in for who? Kennedy. I was about to say Kennedy JFK. Kennedy was assassinated. Right? And then Lyndon B. Johnson came in. Yeah. And Martin Luther King was like, hey, man, you need to do this. And Johnson kept telling him, you need to wait. And King was like, nah, I ain't waiting. And then... And yeah. then Martin Luther King started getting poor blacks and poor whites organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and they came up with a plan yep. and executed the plan. Yep. And then this quote miraculously in that time happened. Mm-hmm. He said this. So mm-hmm. there you go. Wow. But yeah, that, that's what I see more than anything else. It's people who feel like somebody is. And that's the craziest thing about that whole privilege conversation mm-hmm. with our white counterparts. When anytime I hear them say our country, they're trying to take our country, trying to take our land. Who's trying to take it? Any Anybody, any, any group. Like we talked about this, I think, uh, on the last episode, but the Native Americans, mm-hmm. when they were trying to, uh, well, not trying, but when they were. Taking do- from them. Yeah, when they were initially building the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that because this protected land is what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And they were, they so you had that group. Then you had the other group in Oregon, which we also talked about, who were mad because the Native Americans had their land that was protected, mm-hmm. was specific for them. And they're like, they're taking our land. We should be able to go here and do what we want. And it's like, you ain't even from here. Yeah. You ain't even from here. Just that that privilege. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's interesting, ain't it? It's crazy. Mind boggling. And I don't know. And it always... It always makes me wonder: Is this by design? Are we? I, I'm, are I mean, we pawns I'm, I'm on the chessboard. We literally are. But I always wonder, like, why do they want to keep us separated? Why do they want to keep us fighting in, against each other? Is it because we would advance too much if we all came together? I mean, think about that. And I, I use this example all the time. We are smart enough to come together to put a man on the moon, to put a rocket into space, to put a robot on Mars. But we're not smart enough to figure out our own problems on this planet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But if you keep people fighting amongst each other, you can stay in power. That's all it is. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know. And and it's funny that we're saying that because, you know, we we played that clip from uh, Dr. Francis Cress-Welsing where she was talking about this very thing. And it talked about, you know, the potential of genetic annihilation. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the desire and the pursuit of power and the maintenance of it, coupled with the fear that we could be 
annihilated without anybody ever pulling the pulling the trigger, mm-hmm. throwing a bomb. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is keep mixing with other cultures, mingling, and we'll be gone. Mm-hmm. So for me, that is what I think. I think it it has everything to do with maintaining that power and maintaining a position on on Earth. But see, the scary part for me is this is still being taught and received generations like what we 400 years past slavery and this, this same practice is still being taught and received. Mm-hmm. But, but to Todd's point, something else he talks about with this generation of kids now and not just like sincere's age, not like the 12 year olds, but mm-hmm. think about the ones like Milo's four, mm-hmm. your baby, your baby, both of them are under one. Mm-hmm. Think about the kids and the people that they're going to be around because that generation is starting to buck the system more. Mm-hmm. They're not receiving the information as readily. So yeah, it's like the, it's like morals have been yeah, put in place now. Like, hold on. Wait a minute. It's like yeah. they something happened. Some shift in the cosmos happened for these generations where it's like, hold on. That don't make sense. And we were talking about this the other day in, in my home. Where I was talking and I said, you know, it's crazy. Kids who are. You know. 12, 13, 14, 15, they grew up with President Obama, mm-hmm. right? They grew up in an era, where, or I say an era, in an eight years where it seemed like we were headed in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. So those kids, like to your point, like those kids are like, oh, this is this is it's cool. No, yeah, it's normal. But now they're seeing all this and like, whoa, like what, where, what happened? Yeah. Where's this shift? Where's this coming from? Yep. So I don't know. And I like that. I really like that because, again, when you think about, the world, the world is colorful. It's a lot of people. And when you start interacting with different people, different colors, different cultures, yeah. it does something to your overall perspective. And I think the people are going to be forced to be in those situations more often. Children. Yeah. And yeah. the more the more diverse, the more perspective, you're so much less so much more less likely to pick up on the stuff that you were just talking about. Gotcha. Think about messages. This. I want to. I want to bring this up. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Well, not even devil's advocate, but I want to. I want to. You gonna show your true colors? I want to <laughs> see if what you think about this. <laughs> so right now, there's a shift for everybody to to move back to the city, right? Because everything in most cities are, are going up. Everybody wants Sky to live rocking. downtown. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, let's just use this city for example, right? Okay. In the past ten years, we've seen a major change. Yeah, but our schools have not. Right. They're At still home. kind of. We're closing them. Yeah. Yeah. But what we see here in 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 Middle Tennessee is there's a shift of people moving to the suburbs, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also been a shift of people coming in from other places because of the, the COVID, right? They're like, well, I don't have to live in the city. I can live in the suburbs and I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Now, the houses, the, these markets are, they cost a lot, right? Yes. That's million dollar homes and on up. Yep. And the schools, are, they're building brand new schools in all these places, right? Because there's pockets of people moving out there. So you've got to have a school. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The schools are predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, do you think that, that there's a shift that, that the white people are like, well, I'm going to move out into the suburbs and go to these predominantly white schools to self-segregate myself from other items? Is you, do you think there's a shift in that, the, the shift of that happening, like, People are self-segregating themselves. I mean, I know that people are self-segregating themselves because you take, for example, that that group, that family that bought all that acreage in Georgia to yeah. create their own yeah. town. Yeah. 
right? So yeah. I know it's happening, yeah. but do you, I mean, do you see that continuing, that shift continuing to go forward or? Yes. Self-segregation? Most definitely. definitely. And I'll say this. I I would be willing to bet still some of those children in those families are like, why can't I go play with, why can't I go over there? Why can't I, why do we have to go? They're probably getting to ask the why question. You know what I mean? So what's the, what what I'm curious to know is what's the answer? Well, and and I don't, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if the answer matters as much today as it might have 10, 20, 30 years ago. I think now Kids are hearing these responses, but they're still kind of, it's like this, this, these generations are more stubborn mm-hmm. with, with morality almost. No, you just can't, you just, it's, it's, I know what you're going, but it's more like you just can't say just because I said so anymore. Right, right. That, it's, that, it's that doesn't work. Yeah, it's questioning it's like, everything. Okay, but why? Yeah. Like when we were coming up, because I, I said so, so, and yeah. that was the end of discussion. Keep talking. Yeah, you yeah. might come up, you might wake up tomorrow. Yeah. So this and, generation is like, you can't go outside. Why? Because I said so. But why? Yeah, what's outside? Yeah. What's out there that you and, don't want me to go in? And why do we have that? Yeah. Right? Because we have the internet, right? Kids can get information on demand. Yes. It's, yes. Not, it's not, hey, why can't I do that? Because I said so. And then there, there's nothing else they can well, do. Like, when we, we, when we, didn't we were have coming that. up, True. no, we could get information on demand. It was just in books. Yeah, we had to. Did, you had to read really figure it out. How many but of y'all no, I had know, the I encyclopedia know set? We had, we, we had two sets. And that's how I got a lot of my information. I had to open up an encyclopedia, yeah. look it up, and yeah. be like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Yeah. I used to be hot. My uh, mom, I'd ask a question. She'd be like, go look it up. Mm-hmm. But my, she made what you is, what does this work? Yes. She made you a better person. What, is, what does this mean? Go look it up. Yeah. I used to hate it. Be like, man, you could just tell me. I do but that now. Lessons. Yeah, when those I lessons. I do that now. Yeah. Because so, you make them a better, you make them use their own resources. resources. Yes. And make them find, go get information. Now yep. they don't have to depend on nobody to get that information. So it may seem small and simple, but just moment, hey, go yeah. look up that word. But then there's once they the, the fulfillment of I went and looked that up and I found out for myself. Yep. I know I can do this. I'm capable yep. of doing this. So yep. practical story, real story. This happened maybe yesterday, day before. Okay. We were in the living room. I'm sorry, in the kitchen, sitting at mm-hmm. the table. And Milo asked Christina something. I can't remember what she asked her. And she was like, I don't know. And she was like, Alexa, and asked whatever the question was. Wow. And got the answer. Wow. And was like, oh, this, this, this. And I'm like, just the res- the resourcefulness. Yeah. That, no. I don't, I don't, you oh, know. ain't going to tell me, watch this. Hold on. Hey, Alexa. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I'm like, this is the generation that we're talking about that's coming up. They're not just going to accept a I don't know or a no or so anything. So how did you feel that she used the re- that resource opposed to a different resource? I was fine with it. She okay. still learned. Yeah, she yeah, still yeah, okay. learned. No, no, no. Because yeah. I know some parents would be like, I don't want her to be Technology. able to. Yeah, yeah I no. don't want to be on that. Okay. No. Nah, see, I, I, the way I see it. Because I would have been like, you got it. Yep. The way, the way I see it, I don't care how you get the information as long as you double check it. Mm-hmm. She's four. Checking. Yeah, she's four. Yeah. I ain't worried about her fact checking right now. Gotcha. That'll be the lessons we learn as but we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, was, yeah. yeah, but to be able to understand, all right, if I can't get it here, I can get it here. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. So she's already knowing that um, if I don't know, I can go get it. Gotcha. That's all I care about. So for me, that was one of those proud parenting moments. I don't know if I did that. I don't know if Christine, I don't know how that came to be the case, but I feel like we had something to do with that at some, po- at some yeah. point. Oh, you did. How, how many times y'all use Alexa in the house? Have you ever just said, hey, Alexa, what's this? For stuff like that? Yeah. Often. So mm-hmm. it's, it's I, so I got you. She's programmed. Learn behavior. Yeah, I got that's you. a learned behavior. Uh, she's like, okay. So when they want to know something, they say, hey, Alexa, 
Yeah. My mind. Hey, Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There we go. And yep. like we said, I mean, we literally live in an, in an age where we can get information on demand. Yes. It li- I just picked up my phone. Instantly. And I can say, I can either ask, because I have an iPhone, I can ask Siri, right? And she'll give me what I need to know. But before you did that, you just looked up a quote from Linda B. Johnson right yeah, there. On, well, on, on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. demand right there. That's, yeah. that's beautiful, too. Yeah. And and that's one thing still with Siri we talk about all the time, because he'll ask questions. You know, he's older, so his mm-hmm. questions are a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more, a little deeper. And I'd be like, use your resources. Mm-hmm. If you can't find it, come back and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I make him go and, and look it up himself. And then we'll talk about it later. Look at him. I can't stand him. You know it. He could have just told me that. You know it. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's this is how but, our, the world works now. Yeah, now you, yeah. You're making him a better person yeah. to be able to go out and use his own resources to do it. And and my brother makes me do it and I hate him. Obviously, I love him at the same you're time. using, I mean, you're doing, you're doing the same thing that your parents did. Yes. Just in the time, what what you have relevant now, right? to today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting. instead of using the encyclopedia, they just using a the computer. That's all. Which it is, is just an encyclopedia yeah. on steroids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. souped up encyclopedia. Yeah. Very fast one. And, and it's and funny. I'll say this last piece about it. Um, I think about just the direction of the world mm-hmm. being so heavily focused on innovation and technology. Mm-hmm. Anything technology based in this house, Milo can use it. Four years old. And we talked about this a little bit before about like with texting and stuff, like our grandparents compared to our children Mm -hmm. and the level of skill that they have, except for your grandfather. Because he apparently is a beast. He's a beast. He's he's 80, (laughs) what is he? He's 80, almost 85, I guess. And he's he's texting, doing all this stuff. Hey, Cyrus. (laughs) He's he's always been been a a tech dude. He had a computer like when computers, well, I'll say when they first came out, but I remember getting a computer in the house when I was like in middle school and mm-hmm. he, and he was on it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and he was older then. Right. Yeah. So, so that, and that's what I'm, so like, I think about her now, the world is so wide open to whatever she wants to do because whatever it is, she has the skill sets already to touch into so many things at four. So at 14, who is she going to be? 24, 34. Yeah. So that, that excites me thinking about that, like with her and Sincere, you know, and, and just this generation in general. So tying it back to that conversation, I see more, more uh, progress taking place in the next 25 to 50 years than we've seen ever. Yeah. I and mean, there you go. I see more progress. I see more progress taking place with us, man. I think we're going to be. I think we we probably won't see it in our lifetime, and that's sad because you would think at this point we would be there. But by the time our, our kids get our ages and, and their kids coming up, I think the progress will be great because yeah. I'm starting to see a lot of us sticking with us, yeah. us being resourceful with ourselves opposed to Todd always says, thinking the white man's ice is always colder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I see now more of us sticking together. So with the technology and all that, I believe the progress that we're going to be making here. So you're talking specific to us. Yeah, specific to us. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think I think I we'll be in a better place. Well, our kids' kids will be in a better well, place I think than we, us. We've already started that, but it, no, yeah, it's yeah, we're on the like road. We're, we're trying we're, not that we are, but it's 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 like there's not a destruction of it or or chipping away of it. But I mean, think about it. Let's just use that the, the family in um, Georgia, Georgia, mm-hmm. for example. They bought all that land. Mm-hmm. There was a big news story about it. Mm-hmm. And then there were people who were mad about it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They're like, why would you do something like that? Why would yeah. you self-segregate yourself away from the people? Like, yeah. And they're like, 
well, we just want to feel safe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they are attacking your being. Yeah. And I. But Martin Luther King just said me. it before he, before he passed. He think he said it's people up for failure. Right. He, what'd he say? He said, I fear I integrated my people into a burning house. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, I, and I get it. So it's like now we have people who are trying to get out of the burning house and build mm-hmm. their own houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people who are in the burning house with you are, are pissed off about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, no, I ain't mad at them. More and, power to the people. And, and I'm going to say this, uh, as, as a close to this for me, um, I, I, I agree with both of y'all. I do think I see, I, I definitely see it. I, I, this is the most woke I feel people of color have been collectively in lockstep in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I still think that the progress I'm talking about is from an overall perspective. So yes, that is very true. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't separate, but I should have. I see that progress with us, but I'm talking about the progress of those children in this generation we're talking about yeah. that come from other cultures, but specifically I think, white. I think what 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 needs to take place is the segregate segregation portion to see how much we need each other. Yes, yes, but now I ain't saying like depend on each other, but I'm saying to see how much you're gonna what you're gonna really miss. Yeah, you understand. If you, yeah, if value. you separate it. And and I'm not again not disagreeing. I'm just saying for the actual shift of the country, because I, I said it, I'll say it again, America's issues have more to do with heart. It's mm-hmm. a heart condition, right? So if you can start to change the heart as these people start dying off with these evil hearts, they're just gonna be replaced by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point they're gonna be replaced by somebody whose heart is totally different. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm seeing the change. In the next 25 to 50 years, as these people who are making all these moves and running the world, Mm -hmm. as they start to die off, they're going to be replaced. And if they're replaced by people with better hearts, unless they start doing what they, uh, you know, the get out thing, then they're going to never die. (laughs) And I think that we had a great conversation about that. That that was that was my concluding because we out of time. So um, (laughs) go ahead with your final thoughts. Go ahead, brother. No, go ahead, man. I'm going to pick it back off you today, brother. Okay. One year in the books. Not BGT. on that, though, because I'm three weeks in. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm thankful for both of y'all. I appreciate y'all and the time that's been put into making this thing what it is. The the reach that we've had. I, I just shared the podcast with a, a gentleman. I'm in a group, the, the Young Leaders Council of Nashville. Okay. Shared it with him, and the response he gave back made me feel good. Okay. So, you know, when he heard it, he sent a message like, man, love this. I'm tuned in every week. So, you know, that that's all it's about, man. Just creating quality content, being consistent and being here to do our part, because this is one way to yeah. fight the good fight. So yeah. thank y'all. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I'm, I told y'all, man, I'm going to go last today. Since okay. I'm late, I'm last. Okay. Um, You know, obviously we are going through a shift in this country that a lot of people don't think is good. Um, I would remind everybody to just be vigilant. A, but just know that you don't have to sacrifice your being, right? If you're a good person, you don't have to sacrifice being a good person. Don't start nothing. Continue continue to do the right things because what they say, the only way to to drive out darkness is with light. Mm -hmm. So, um, keep being good. Keep doing the right thing, even when it's hard. Yeah. Just keep on going. Yeah. And vote. I, well, I'm gonna say vote because 
I mean, we got we're less than thirty days away. Or uh, well, you can start next days. week. Yeah, next week here you yeah, can. Yeah, you, you can, can start, start next week. Six million people have already voted, so yeah. we're, we're doing all right. So yeah. and next week here, you so can start. Yeah, get yeah. your vote on. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and, and, and take care of that. And, and let me let me just say this. I know the president is on the ballot, but there are a bunch of local elections that are yeah. also running. Look at everything. Okay? Yeah. So look at who's going to be representing you in your area, because that means more than the president. That's the, the direct the change. So that's why that I'm saying want. vote. Yeah. Well, fellas, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I've learned a lot. I came and I done conquered, you know, a lot on the mic. Otis always still cutting us off. I, I mean, we're going to work on that in this next year. We're going to have to find something. We're going to have to get a new engineer because uh, Otis keep cutting us off, and I, I hate that part. But, uh, I mean, it's been great. I've, like I said, I've learned a lot. I get a chance to discuss things that need to be discussed, mm-hmm. things with people I can't that has different perspectives than I am. That's, that's what I'm big on. I don't like being in a room full of people. Not saying it's a bad thing, but with the same perspective as me. Yeah. Because you always want to be – you don't want to be the smartest person in the room never. Yeah. You always want to be in a room with people that are smarter than you. That way you learn and involve, evolve. Yeah. So that's what, what's been happening here. I don't want to give Todd that much credit, but I've learned a lot from him. I don't like him, though, because he always <laughs> cut my mic off. And that's He's going okay. cut off in a minute. That's okay. We don't have to like each other as long yeah. as we respect hey, each other. Hey, man, that's how business is done. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, in all seriousness, uh, I mean, hey, group, group of economics, people. Uh, yeah. Be vigilant, like Todd said. Don't go out looking for trouble, but if trouble touches your door, Be prepared. you got every right to defend yourself, regardless of what they tell you. Just drag the body inside the house. <laughs> All right. And on that note, I guess that's that's it. So we out. Peace. Holla.